Hey everyone, this is Chris, and you're listening to One Cross Radio, and today we are rejoined by... Steve. Steve! <laughs> I'm just thinking that, that gopher thing where it's like, Alan, Alan, Alan! No, wait, that's Steve. Steve, Steve, Steve! Steve. I digress. Uh, <laughs> so it's, it's going to be about what the rest of this episode's like. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. <You> buckle up. <laughs> buckle up. Uh... If you're in the car... Especially if you're driving. Well, yeah, if you're driving, you should already have done that. Um, wow. <laughs> so, <clears throat> oh, jeez. Today we're going to talk about a topic that everyone's wondering about. The Star Wars prequels. Uh, during the last one, uh, we talked about The Last Jedi, and we found ourselves skirting around talking about the prequels, and I, I just love talking about Star Wars, sure. and I could talk about movies till I'm blue in the face. So, Steve... Uh, prequels. Thoughts. They suck. <laughs> <laughs> They're not good. Chris wanted to talk about this, so I'm all along for the ride. Uh, I'm not sure where this is going particularly well, but um, yeah, I, I I remember being in grade 8 and I think grade 8, maybe grade 7. Pretty sure grade 8 though. And uh, episode 1 was coming out. And I, I had kind of discovered Star Wars just before the re-releases of the original trilogy came out. 97. And then, special yeah, editions. I got the special editions and loved them and all my friends were into them and the action figures came out and then these prequels were coming out. Well, and so I was particularly excited. That, this shows how much I was paying attention to non-school things. Because at that time, right before the special editions, they yeah. had done the Shadows of the Empire event, like 96. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it was that toy line was just ending, <clears throat> and that yeah. was their way of testing to see if there was a market for Star Wars movies without making a movie. And then they're like, all right, we'll further test this by doing the special editions mm-hmm. while we're filming and see how much of a response it gets. Yeah, I remember my... Like, I didn't have video games as a kid, but a lot of my friends were into the, into the N64 game, which I've played since then. The, and, the Pod Racer game? No, the uh, Shadow of the Empire game. Oh, yeah, that yeah, game yeah. was great. Yeah, it was fun. I played it later on. Especially, uh, it, it had like <clears> the <throat> most difficult thing to use cheat codes for. Because yeah. it was it there was the N sixty four Game Shark which was awesome. Yeah. But then it didn't even have good codes on the Game Shark. You had to do like half a swivel this way, half of this one, yeah. full D pad, all at the same time. If you typed in Wampa Stompa, you could you could play one of the levels. That was the Wampa. Yep. Yeah, yep. I remember that. I I, uh, I think I played part of it with my friend as well, and I actually read the book for an English project in grade seven. I made a board game out of it. Really but, liked yeah. that book. It was fun. Yeah. yeah. Dash <clears throat> um, Rendar, man. Dash Rendar. Yeah, so anyway, so when, when the movie came out, I went and saw it with some friends. No, I went and saw it with my sister and some adults that my parents knew. Um, <laughs> they were like, they had babysat us a lot growing up. And uh, I liked it because I was young and I was excited. And then I liked it for a while. And then I think I stopped liking it. I don't remember yeah. kind of where I kind of woke up to the fact that it just wasn't very good. Joy yeah. It wasn't funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, I think I that's the only one of them I saw in theaters. I saw episode two on VHS a while later, and I, I didn't see, I think by the time, I think there's a pretty big gap between the movies coming out. It must have been, because I think I was in... It was, th- it, they were still going by the every three years. Yeah, so like two thousand five or something like that. Is yeah, because it was uh, episode one was ninety nine, then uh, two thousand two was Attack of the Clones, and then yeah. Yeah, so I, I was in I was in college when or university when the the last one came out. I and skipped I didn't, school to see the Midnight Show. Of yeah, so I didn't see that one until about a couple years later because I just didn't care by that point. 
and uh, yeah, everyone was saying it was good, and I realized no, it's just not as bad as the other ones. Well, but, yeah. <laughs> I was about to get really mean about Spider-Man too, <laughs> where I'm just like, where every whenever somebody's like, oh, Spider-Man Two is amazing, I'm like, it's a diamond in a turd. It's still a turd, like. <laughs> Revenge of the Sith. That's your Revenge of the Sith. That's the, yeah, that's another conversation that we've had many times. Yep. Um, I like Spider Man too, though. I think it yeah. historically doesn't. It's not as good as some of the more recent movies. But anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think the good thing that can't come out of them is the cartoons that came out as a result. Um, I think the Samurai Jack style yeah, that, one that's not canon for no reason anymore was really that, good that one was oh man so underrated and then I'm not finished I'm, I'm still working my way through the Clone Wars CG cartoon uh, and I'm really enjoying that wait, where are you at? I think I just well they're, they're out of order so but like oh. I've, I've been watching them in order and I, so I've watched most of season one and a couple episodes from later on and I'm partway into like just started season two season I find like I haven't done the in order thing yeah I've just watched the show from yeah. I find season one and two is hard to get through. I couldn't even get through the the cartoon, the movie to set up the show. Yeah, the movie. Well, that's not even the first episode. That's like because there are some ones that come before that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's the movie's uh, awful. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah, but it's I didn't hate it, but it's fun. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, uh, it's just fun. the prequels are just fun to talk about. Just there's so, uh, Darth Maul's awesome. Darth Maul is. So awesome. <laughs> so so here's I mean here's one easy thing that I think we can talk about that I, I would yeah. have changed. Yeah. Is because um, this is the this is the fun part. The oh man, I'm totally yeah. gonna do the reference. This is where the fun begins. What's that for? Uh, Revenge of the Sith. He says it right before. Like Revenge of the Sith's opening is awesome because it's the space battle. Yeah. Before the flying the flying droids start talking ahead of how they had the droids become more kitty. But Anakin, as he's flying around, right before he starts shooting stuff, he's like, this is where the fun begins. Okay. Star Wars memes are making a comeback, and they're all pretty cool ones, and they're hilarious. Well, there you go. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I, so, I cut you off. So Darth, Darth Maul, he gets cut in half by uh, Obi-Wan. And he makes a comeback in the cartoons, right? Like in the comics yeah, and stuff like that. But uh, he's got well, the, it, the comics he came back in weren't weren't even canon okay. within the expanded universe at the time. Yeah, they were. But like, then, then he came back in the show, which is canon, and it was heavily. It, his yeah. look was heavily influenced so he had, he had by the cybernetic legs, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I I kind of feel like that's a missed opportunity to build up to Darth Vader, uh, and still have a cool villain because yeah. I don't know Christopher Lloyd's a great actor, but Darth Count Dooku is well. I, I don't know. I don't know. And that's... that's uh, yeah. That's where... Like, Attack of the Clones, to me, is the worst of the prequels. Yeah. If, no, if, no, no. Yeah, no, no, no contest. If for no other reason, because it's, it's almost inconsequential, where its whole thing is like, we're building up to this new big bad Sith Lord, and it's going to be the wars, and then... It's Darth Tyrannus who kill who almost kills Obi Wan and cuts off Anakin's arm and schools virtually everybody. He's dead ten minutes into the next one. Whereas, yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. Why? Yeah, and the whole thing about like like the, why did I sit through this movie building him up and introducing this stuff when it's cast aside so quick? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, but so even if they had stuck with the cyborg. Continually more and more yeah. Darth Maul. Like you wouldn't need General Grievous, who wasn't really a very interesting bad guy either. No, and 
that friggin' cartoon Clone Wars, that Grievous was gangster. Yeah, he was pretty cool. Though. He was so awesome, like ridiculous, but the right kind. And then, yeah, and then but, you got him like coughing in the movie, barely doing anything. Yeah, and and yeah, the, the other thing is, uh, on on uh, line with that whole villain thing, I think the 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 biggest thing that the Clone Wars had going against it, even if they had been good. Was you know how they end, right? Like you yeah. know, you know Darth Vader, Anakin's gonna become Darth Vader. You know Palpatine. As soon as you see him, you know that he's he's gonna become the Emperor. You didn't need to know he was already behind the scenes, yeah. Right? Like you didn't need to see Darth Sidious, Darth Sidious, uh, all the way through the first movie. I, mean, I, I think they could have, you know, hinted at him at the end of the first movie like they did, right? And then slowly get to the point where like you're kind of so you, there needed to be more mystery, so you don't really know. How does this happen? What's he doing? Is he already is he already a Sith? Is he already bad? Um, like there need to be some sort of semblance of mystery there, and they just they kind of messed that one up. See, I I actually really like what they did with with Palpatine in the <clears throat> in the prequels. Like acting direction aside, like Ian McDermott to me na- <clears throat> like nailed it in Return of the Jedi, and he did good when he was. Palpatine, but then in Revenge of the Sith, there was points where it was just like he's hamming it up. Yeah. <clears throat> but I chalked that up to Lucas not being the best director. Good. But yeah, Good. I love. Or you guys can't see it, but at one point he like mm, mid lightsaber <laughs> fight. <laughs> I'm hoping you guys inferred from the noise what kind of face I was making. Yeah. Um, but I liked it where it's. Like there had been a comparison. You should make that the picture on the selfie of you doing that. Oh yeah, he did. Uh, but there had been comparison to him being kind of like an Iago, where he's like really manipulating everything. Iago from, from uh, Aladdin? No, not from Aladdin. From uh, Othello. Oh yeah, we're classic villain. I know it's weird that I know that. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything. Uh, but I like that. <laughs> just picturing him <laughs> get a grip <laughs> oh, oh that's a crossover I'd love or a parody yeah. but I love that they showed him kind of manipulating stuff like they could have gone without him maybe being in the robe a bit yeah. and he was barely there but I like the idea of seeing like wow he is really yeah like really manipulative like all-encompassing this insane plan yeah I, he was a strength but the whole thing was supposed to make you like set up vader and man it's not until rogue one that vader's like awesome again yeah so yeah yeah, yeah. and that's the missed opera the biggest missed opportunity out of these movies for me like darth friggin vader yeah. who came on the scene in the new hope and everybody's like "Ooh, he's bad yeah. and then he hadn't gotten weakened in the edits in jedi and empire yet so then you had a chance to restore that they didn't but Palpatine, like, I liked what they did with his character. Yeah, see, I think, like, part of... And we talked about this in another podcast a little bit, is that um, all the questions that people had, the things that they wondered about, I feel like they, they were really fan servicey in the prequels in a way that didn't need to be... Uh, and didn't help the movie at all. So, like, for example, one of them is Emperor Palpatine, and, and similar with Snoke. He's this sort of wizened old character who just is really strong mm-hmm. and good at manipulating things... I don't need to see him doing an, like an off-axis twirl with his lightsaber any yeah. more than I needed to see Yoda jumping around with a lightsaber. Like his whole thing is like he's very strong with the Force, like, but he's this mysterious, weird character, and it kind of ruins 
the mystique behind those characters by showing them in action in that way. Especially, I think, the Emperor with a, nah, like, yeah. spin move. Yeah. It, yeah. I don't know. It's the same thing with, with I, I don't need to know that Boba Fett is the clone of Jango Fett, who is the source of all the clones for the no. Clone Wars. But like, at, at, uh, while that was fan service and I'll give you that, Jango was, I'll argue, the only time they've gotten, like... Bad bum. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, he's hardcore. a... Like, a hardcore cool villain that... Boba Fett in the original trilogy looks awesome, looks gangster, gets goes killed out in like a, a punk. Goes out like a punk. Darth Maul, same thing. They establish him as this amazing yeah, fighter. With that, goes out like a punk. Django, they establish as like a hardcore cool like I was character. Unchained. But, oh my gosh. <laughs> but he he actually went out pretty cool. Where it's like getting it's, decapitated it's, by Sam Jackson. By Mace Windu, yeah. Yeah, by Mace Windu. Where it's like, okay, that's a fitting death to a cool character. So that's. I got sidetracked. Yeah. Um, oh, that's, that's right. I, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, and some of the, I'll agree with you, some of the stuff is fan, fan service, but they, I was thinking about it the other day, the Yoda fight, I kind of, like, I could have gone without it, but at the same point, the flippy thing makes sense. He's a short little, like, I just didn't need to see Muppet. him ever with a lightsaber ever, ever, ever. Yeah, that's fair. There's no reason for it. That's fair. I, I, I know people liked it, but I just think it kind of hurts the, the, the core of that character. So. so if they were to make a Yoda spinoff and it was like Seven Samurai but with Jedi, would you be in? Because that's been a long rumored one. Like that's been a rumored idea. I'm like, I would be all for that. I think at this point, sure. Uh, if they hadn't already ruined him, then I'd be less <laughs> likely to want that. Fair I mean, he's he's like it's just like if you go to see one of those old. Um, uh, kung fu movies, right? You don't want to see how the old blind guy who's the master learn how to become the master, right? Like, he's right. just there as the mysterious character. But, yeah. And, uh, yeah. The other thing, I think, is explaining the Force too much with the midichlorians. Was yeah. Like, I mean, nobody argues that. That was that was stupid. Yeah, nobody... Well, that was the thing, and we talked about it in the last episode. That was, uh, hey, we're satisfied with the solution, with the answer. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, no, how can we express that he is really powerful? Oh, we'll make it science-y. Yeah. And nobody wanted that. Well, I mean, at some level, it... It makes sense. I hate this, but like, if everybody, the force is in everything, and it's in a living force field or whatever, why can some people manipulate it or use it or be right. uh, experience it more than others? It helps to have. No, it doesn't help. Like, at some level, there's like, okay, well, that's why, but you don't need it. Like, it doesn't. No one cares. Well, it's it's almost like the first time I heard of in X Men the the classification system. The alpha level or omega yeah. level. Omega level mutant or yeah. level five or whatever it is, which yeah. when they started busting it out out of nowhere in the third awful X-Men movie, The Last Stand, where it's like, they're a level five. I'm like, what the heck is this from? But it, Did it, you know who one of the most powerful mutants in the X-Men is? Who? Iceman. Yeah. Just doesn't know how to use it. But when they show... Stick that in your back pocket. <laughs> and I, I think they dive into it when they do like Age of Apocalypse Iceman yeah. where he's yeah. nuts. Yeah. 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 In the uh, awesome Uncanny X-Force by Rick Remender. Yeah. Oh, great run. Read that. Yeah. Back to Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Like, so would you say, is there any good that you take out of them as they are? Uh, yeah, like I like Darth Maul. I like Ewan McGregor. Uh, I like, uh, Qui-Gon Jim was pretty cool. Yeah. Died. Um, I mean, it's kind of fun seeing Samuel L. Jackson as a Jedi with his purple lightsaber. Yeah. 
You know what I do like about the Force? No, not Force. What's it called? Revenge of the Sith. I like the deleted scenes about the the senators realizing things were going badly and starting to start the rebellion. I thought those were kind of cool, but they cut them out of the movie. Yeah, um, and some of those were really good. And then yeah. some of the deleted scenes from Revenge of the Sith are just awful. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> above all, the biggest problem that these movies had was. You didn't like Anakin very much. Like in order, no. to, you really needed to be able to say, "I like this guy. I I empathize with him." And yeah, the Jedi are becoming soft and corrupt, and and I can see why he would go against them. But they just made him really whiny, and that Hayden Christensen wasn't a good option for it. I mean, Jake Lloyd as a little kid, I was fine. I thought uh, it wasn't his fault that you know, and his life has kind of been ruined by it. But yeah, I know. Um, which is not really sad, but uh, I didn't think Hayden Christensen was the right person for the role at all. Uh, and and but just the way that they portrayed him, he was just whiny, like there are animals and I slaughtered them like animals. Like it just looks like, so unbelievable. And, <laughs> and see, I'll, I'll I'll voice an unpopular opinion. I like that scene. Like that's one of the few scenes out of where the one where he's crying after he kills the sand people. Yeah. I dug it. Like I, I think he—he's. I'm not going to say he's the most talented actor because he's not. He—he's got plenty. I think of he's better since then. Like, but he's, he's like there was a lot of times that scene in particular, and it might be more so his facial than the words. Yeah. But he—he's great at points where he just his face conveys a lot of emotion. So in that scene, when you see that that anger when he's delivering it it's like yes the delivery might be whiny but I found his facial expressions and he does tears in his eyes really well like and in Revenge of the Sith there's points where I'm like man if you were from the silent era like people would have loved you just I think he shows a lot of emotion in his face so that's where I dig him in those movies Revenge of the Sith the parts where he's just there brooding or when he goes to kill the Sand people? No, not the sand people. Although, oh, the younglings. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> no, when uh, the Confederacy, like when he goes there and he's just there silently killing them, and then you see this like at points almost evil smirk showing up as he's wiping <clears throat> them out. Like he's got some good facial expressions. Sure. Yeah, I guess so. So, I mean, the other really bad part though is the love, the love stuff in. Oh my in, gosh! You know, Terrible. The, I hate sand. <laughs> I think I think, and part of what makes it bad worse is when you get to Darth Vader. Darth Vader isn't a particularly emotional character. He's no. very he's very straight and everything he does, very yeah. even. And they don't really show where that comes from. Like he, he, I don't know, it just doesn't seem to work. Yeah, or fit. Well, and that's where <clears> the <throat> the Clone Wars CG show, which is so great about it, is. Yeah, he's handling like a, of Anakin. He's a very different person in that show than he is in the movies. Like, you can yeah. see him being heroic, but struggling hard. Yeah. And then he's... Like, if they could have nailed that... Yeah. That's why I would say just don't watch the prequels, just watch that cartoon. Or, to give credit where it's due, the lightsaber fights are are amazing in the in the prequels. I See, I it's, like I like the broadsword style fighting that they use in, uh, in the newer movies like more than I like the... Ninja style fighting that they use in the prequels. Oh, I, but, I, anyway. 
like I love the it, yes, it, you'll make the argument I said over choreography, choreography, choreographed, choreographed. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> I don't know words. Uh, <coughs> shout out to Dave Lombardo with I don't know words. Isn't it I know words, guys? Dang it! Yes, it is. It's I know words, guys. Um, like I love the lightsaber fights. Like Maul's was was awesome, but then it's, that's true. That's true. That that was a good fight, especially to me. Like the best fight of the whole franchise is the Anakin Obi Wan one. Where even when it was getting silly, it was still maintaining its its story and its sense of like this is a huge battle. Like it was an emotional battle. It was like it like okay, this almost makes the rest of the crap I've sat through with these movies almost worth it because this yeah. is awesome. I just don't really. I think part of what what I didn't like with the fight scenes was they were always on these CG. Uh, like on the Mustafar, yeah, you know whatever those things were in the lava, and then the the whole fight scene in the the assembly line and the second one with the well, robots, yeah. like it just. Ah, that, well, that's a big problem I have with the prequels in general. Just how much it relied on CGI green screen, and yeah. green screen, and not even good. Yeah, <laughs> better than the the re releases. Like those don't hold up at all of the original trilogy. Right. Well, yeah, that awful Jabba. Yeah, well, stepping on his tail. What a stupid idea that is. I know. Nobody would have complained if he had just walked behind him and be like, Hey, Jabba the Hutt has a tail. How'd he do that? Yeah, no. Or even if they had. He stepped over it. Like, just put his foot across. Didn't stand. (sighs) Yeah, no, no. Anyway. Um, Like, uh, well, yeah, that's the the thing. Whenever I rarely do watch the prequels, and again, I'll, I'll revisit through the Andy Cheese Cuts, they're, when they're on the Tainted Four in the hallway, that's where I'm like, they're on a set! Yeah. Like, it stands out like a sore thumb. And the then at the end of the third one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think of poor Ewan McGregor in the in the second one, where it's like, he's such a great actor, and he's still giving a good performance, even though he's got a terrible beard and the mullet in that one. Like, just awful hair, awful wardrobe choice for that. Yeah. And he looks so good in Revenge of the Sith. Anyways, like, I think of him where it's just, they're using CGI, and you can use CGI. You can use it to enhance the story. Yeah. But they're like, okay, we're going to hang a tennis ball off a stick. We're not even going to have an actor here to read the dialogue for you to emote off of. Yeah. Where it's just, okay, act, but you've got not, nothing to act off of. That's what uh, um, Ian McKellen did for the Balrog fight in Lord of the Rings, though. Yeah. He had the, the tennis ball as well. Yeah. So. But, and he kudos to him. Yep. But there were other people there, though, right? That's I'm, I don't know. I'm yeah. sure there was. Yeah. yeah. That's the... <clears throat> what would be... And this is... They the, shot on location with the bridge at Kazad Doom. <laughs> <laughs> so that helped, I'm sure, with the atmosphere. <laughs> I'm 99% sure that the original Lord of the Rings, like the three movies, that's just New Zealand. Yeah, that's just New Zealand. Yeah. They went it's to like Moria. Two, they got the filming rights for it. Two, and, uh, two New Zealand. And then with The Hobbit, two New Zealand's greatest green screens. Yeah. Um, Free the Hobbit sucks. Anyways, <laughs> what would you? Okay, if you would you wholesale, like remake the prequels? Absolutely. Okay. I would be a hundred percent down for some way of doing that. That allowed for the Clone Wars cartoon to still fit in with it. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't think they're worth salvaging. Like they're just they're just bad. I think they could use elements of it and redo it. But like, yeah, I mean. They're just—they're not good, and I think they're a pretty big blight on the Star Wars. And yet, what's funny is people who, 
and this is another interesting part for me yeah. like people who are younger than us who grew up with these like even I think beyond the sentimental value yeah like this is like this is great storytelling this is this yeah so I well you know what I'm trying to view the positives with it as much as I've and, thrown the, them under the bus for years yeah like I I, I meet people a few years younger than me who grew up with these Star Wars movies and, and they really like them and they don't like the original trilogy because I think they're slow yeah, and they're, I can they're see, wrong. <laughs> I can see that the, they are a bit slow. You, you watch that first... Well, go watch Rogue One and then watch like A New Hope right after it and see the difference between the lightsaber fight with Darth Vader. It's a bit disappointing. The two old men poking oh, each other with sticks. Yeah. As, uh, well, and that... Honest Trailers calls it. But That hallway slaughter sequence was amazing. It was awesome, right? So like, yeah. I would love to see... For our next podcast, talking about the you know Marvel and Fox coming together, or Disney and Fox coming together, if they re-release the original trilogy... I would love to see a new remaster where the only difference is that they've made it a little bit crisper and then they've yeah. changed that fight scene. <laughs> you know? and, and then maybe make the Death Star uh, special effects more like Rogue One 2. But like, right. uh, oh, and I'd love to see them take the bouncing out of the... When they're showing the cockpits of the X-Wings, it looks like they're on a ride. At Disney <laughs> but um, yeah, like there are definitely things that, that could be updated in the original movies but as a piece of history that are they stand on their own I think they're really good whereas the prequels are just dated and and there's not enough that holds them up as good movies um yeah yeah I like I don't know if I'd wholesale uh, part of me yeah wants to wholesale remake them yeah but then the thing is uh in my mind the way to do that then you've got to change the the excellent Clone Wars uh, CG show. Yeah. Because one of the biggest things to me was like, you got rid of Darth Maul. And th- that was so stupid because they had established him as this great fighter. Where, yeah, you if they had him use words, like, yeah, Maul comes back in the Clone Wars and they change him up so he's not the silent person. And if that mall from the Clone Wars show was the mall that was in Phantom Menace, then I would not have nearly as much gripe with his death, because then you could buy him being so arrogant yeah. that Obi-Wan would have been able to like jump over him and cut him in half. It's funny because that Obi-Wan it was the could silent assassin him. was so like yeah. they'd shown he was such a great fighter that I'm like, you're it doesn't line up with the character that you've established. Or, or the here. physics that they later established because Obi-Wan beats uh, Anakin because he has the high ground and yet he can jump up from the pit over Darth Maul. <laughs> but I th- well, I think with that though they showed like it was to me that was supposed to be similar where Obi Wan like Anakin was over him, but yeah. then Obi Wan knew what to do. Okay. Like he was ready for it, so he cut him. He's like, been I'm there, not, done that. I'm not going like Maul did. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you were gonna redo the prequels, I'd be like, build up Maul and then in the third one pit him against Vader because yeah. that's what everybody wanted to see. That's cool. And then, yeah. Do you, do you find that as much as I like you and McGregor, they made Obi Wan kind of a wimp, like a, a loser in the prequels? I don't think so. Yeah, no. I, I kind of felt like, especially in Episode Two, he's always like getting in trouble, and what's it? Anakin has to get him out of trouble, and he's kind of like complaining all the time. And I told you not to do that. Well, I well, I don't know. I think they were shown with that though, like. I, I loved Ewan McGregor. Like, he is... That's part of why I wouldn't want to re- wholesale, like, redo it, unless you got him back. Yeah. <laughs> and he still looks young enough to do it. And if you do an Obi-Wan spinoff, put him in. If you cast anybody else, screw it. I don't want it. Uh, 
as much as I love that character, he just did so well. Yeah. Um, no, I found like I my issues more so were with how they were doing Anakin, where it was like if you're gonna be breaking the rules, at least have it be a lot more confidently or not as whiny while you're doing yeah. it. Yeah. And then with Obi Wan getting in trouble, eh. It was, to me, that was more so like, oh, the Jedi aren't as big and bad as they think they are, even though they don't think they're big and bad. Yeah. Well, I would have liked to have seen more of that development because it seems like in the first in the first movie in Episode One, Qui Gon Jinn's whole thing is like, yeah, this is what the Council says. Yeah. This is how we are, but really, we need to rethink some things. Yeah. And they didn't really develop that idea no. of the Jedi being arrogant or being detached or too cold because of their philosophy which which I think would have sold some of what Anakin's happened yeah. Anakin's turn at the end right but, and they did it so well in that the Clone War show yeah that's something they do really really well there they so like, again just watch that show yeah if I had to if I ever had to like summarize that show it would be like it shows that the Jedi aren't all they like aren't all that great yeah. aren't all that in the bag of potato chips <laughs> All right, Kimmy Gibbler. Um, huh? I'd also keep the scores because the scores are fantastic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's my impression of John Williams. Okay. <laughs> All right, that's a that's a wrap. Yeah, that sounds good to me. All right, I got more out of that than I thought we would. Yeah, no, but it's <laughs> I, it's. I think this is one of those ones where it almost represents like the missed opportunity. Yeah. So it's sure. one that's going to be continued talked about. Can continue to be talked about. For ages, unless uh, Last Jedi usurps it, because it seems so darn divisive. Yeah, well, that's the thing is that you make you bring these childhood classics, people love them, and you, the expectation on them is just it's so hard to yeah to make everyone happy and live up to them, and not just be a retread and not you know take things into too hard of a different direction and yeah yada yada yada. Find that fine balance of being different but not so different that it alienates. Yeah. 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 All right. Thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, God bless. See ya. Take care.